Hey sports fans and welcome to episode 35 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. We want to know what you like, what you dislike, and what you want to hear. And let us know your opinion on all our topics. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. So, uh, episode 35, we're going to talk about uh, the Lions game against the Broncos and the upcoming game against the Packers just a little bit. Uh, We're going to talk about what really matters, and that's current draft position. Surprise, surprise with the Lions. I mean, it can get better. It can get worse. So we're going to kind of break that down and kind of go through the scenarios. Uh, we'll talk about the Lions ownership de- ownership's decision to hold on to Pat- Patricia and Quinn. I'm struggling today, but we'll get through it. Um, <laughs> and going into next year and kind of the expectations that they set. Um, we'll have some fun talking about our Christmas traditions uh, along with our favorite and least favorite Christmas movies uh, with Christmas right around the corner here. Um, we'll make our De Hops Brewing Company and Cafe pip picks of the week, and we'll also do some beer grades for you. So I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today we have Micah Smith and Jarrett Fenema filling in for Kyle, Kyle and Ryan. Usually I'd say something like, you have big shoes to fill. We actually have four shoes to fill today. Double trouble. So <laughs> you got, Good luck. Got a lot of work ahead of you here. <laughs> so um, we are at Micah's house. Got a different little setup here. We got nice little pictures of some Michigan stuff going on and i didn't realize this until really once we sat down we got the packers and vikings playing each other so of course they're wearing skull baby they're, they're packers <laughs> and vikings i should be sitting between them i think but i'm not i feel <laughs> like be a good idea maybe it'll be good for youtube content if it gets a little crazy so um micah do you want to start us off with with your beer intro absolutely tonight i'm drinking i would say it's world renowned right the founders cbs it's their canadian breakfast out it's an imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Nice. This is it's very similar to their KBS. It's their uh, Kentucky breakfast stout, but this is the sweeter version of it. Okay. It's really good. It's so hard to tell if it's world-renowned because obviously it's really well-known in Grand Rapids yeah. being where it's from. Right. So like when it's from where you where you live and what you're used to, you never can really tell I, if it I is. Think, but I, I, yeah. I think it's one of their more popular beers. Uh, it's... It's their limited release stuff, and, and I've read articles before where it's it's one of the best beers in the world, allegedly, yeah. but that's that's all based on uh, beer writers' opinions, and I'm not one of them. So nice, yep. Mike or er, Jarrett, what are yeah. you drinking over there? So we're rocking some Saugatuck Brewing Company Oval Beach Blonde Ale. So I was kind of looking at the back of it. It's just basically like it's totally a summer beer. I feel it's very light. Um, even the whole description of it just talks about like being on the beach, toes in the water, butt in the sand. I don't know if I <laughs> yeah. should swear on here, but, uh, yeah, it's, I think it was like a nice spring day. It almost felt like today. So, yeah, so you got it felt like out. I needed some like summer beer in my system. So for sure we're doing that. So, Very so cool. yeah, old I, beach blonde ale. I kind of went the opposite. I went with, uh, from Roke Brewing Company, uh, it's their little St. Nick. It's a cranberry ghost. Um, did I say that right? Ghost G O S E. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's tart, and it's, it, I don't know, it's got some good flavor. It, it's different than what I'm usually drinking, but uh, Buddy gave it to me, uh, Scott Humor, thank you. And he gave it to me actually a few few weeks ago during our Christmas party, um, and I was like, I'm going to save this one for our Christmas special for the podcast. So. Is it heavy on the cranberry? It, it's not terrible, honestly. This The tartness is, is a little strong, but um, still really good, very good. So uh, that's what I am drinking 
tonight. Um, so we will jump into uh, just a little bit of what happened on, on Sunday with, with the Lions. Uh, lost to the Broncos 27-17. Blau had a massive 12 completions. He was 12 of 24 for 117 yards, one touchdown, oh. zero interceptions, and sacked four times. Uh, Karrion Johnson had 42 yards on 10 carries uh, coming off the IR. Uh, and Galladay had six catches for 66 yards and another touchdown, which I think he still leads, leads the league in touchdowns, so that's kind of cool. Um, the highlight was Jamal Agnew's 64-yard touchdown, punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. Wow, I'm just really struggling today. Uh, he put the Lions up 10 nothing. and kind of got us all nervous there. We're like, we're really going to win this game. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to suck. Like, we're all like, just just lose now. So um, they're up 10 nothing. But thankfully they didn't. They, they came back and lost. So just the way that they're supposed to. Um, I don't know if you guys really watched the game. I don't blame you if you didn't because I barely was able to watch a lot of it. Uh, it was just, uh, they sealed the deal with the loss. Uh, it's great. Great to see. <laughs> Speak positivity. I, that, I mean that that's that's what you want right now. It is. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it, it, what what would be the point of winning? What would be the point of putting your star players out there? There is no point. Yeah. It, basically, I'm just looking at the draft position right now, and it worked out perfect last week because the Giants ended up beating the Redskins. Yep. Um, there was a lot that happened that went well. Yeah, the and the Dolphins the won. Weeks. Which is key. They beat the Bengals, so yep. that was that was important. So the Lions are actually currently third, third overall pick right now, which Correct. is right where you want to be. And they could move up to second if the Redskins can beat the Cowboys, who really, I mean, if, as long Cowboys as the Eagles win, that whole division is just so bad. Oh, it's awful. Happen. Yeah, it's but it's like they have nothing to play for if the Eagles win. I think at the one o'clock game. I don't know what time the Cowboys play, but by the time that won? game starts, they, they, they might won? they might not know. They might have literally nothing to play for. So. Um, that would be ideal for the Lions. Yeah. And somehow, you know, if the Redskins can win and the Lions get that second overall pick, you, you're looking at potentially getting Chase Young. Probably Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah. It, but I, I think either way at that point, whether you move up or not, you get your pick of the crop. Yeah. I it, mean, big time. I mean, you, obviously the goal is to get Chase Young. I, Correct. I keep hearing that he's kind of the – he should be the he'll number be the one overall pick. pick pretty easily. But yeah. with uh, the Bengals needing quarterback, they'll take Burrow, um, which, hey, I just that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want right now. So. I think it's a done deal. Burrow is going one. I think they'd be foolish not to go quarterback. And I think Burrow's tier one above anybody else with this draft. People are going to argue Tua, but yeah, he's got his red flags. Yep. But uh, I think number two spot has to be Chase Young. I've been hearing some people – I was talking to my cousin earlier that was like, yeah, I've been hearing that they might, you know, whatever. Who's second uh, right now? Washington. Yeah. Washington might go that big offensive lineman from Oklahoma or whatever. And I was like, shut up. This is your Lions <laughs> fandom talking like we're going to get Chase Young. No, it's... <laughs> but I think the two spot, to me, I think it's a big deal if Washington and Lions, like if Washington won and Lions moved up to second spot, because I think Lions would trade out of three. I, I honestly do, because way. I feel like... The Dolphins are right behind them. They would almost trade for Tua. Um, Or, I mean, someone might have, like, a a big need for quarterback. I don't know if it would be the Dolphins, but someone. And I think the the Lions could move back two spots, get some draft picks, and you're still going to get – whether it's – I think you need defense. So, like, I still think you could almost get that uh, cornerback from Ohio Ohio State. State. I think you could still – you do need line help, I think, too. So, like, that big offensive lineman – like – there are still a lot of people that you could get at that spot. I don't think there's a huge difference between three and five. Yeah. 
um, or six or whatever you would trade back to, but yeah, the draft yeah. picks would help. I think that the quarterback position is, is very interesting in this draft, and we'll get into drafts a lot more, but it's worth bringing up. It's just there's a lot of talent at the quarterback position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of needs for quarterbacks yet. Right. I feel like I, I right. think you, you named a couple, but it's like, I mean, what are – I think Washington's actually a team that I mean, could they move on from from Haskins right away? Could I mean, what I don't know. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals did it. So yeah. after one year, I mean, it's possible. And then you have you know Buccaneers who could take who could want to move up for a quarterback. You have Tennessee Titans who who probably could want to move up for yeah. a quarterback. So you, there's it, it'll be very interesting. I kind of feel like it could be the the Jared Goff. Um, Carson Wentz type draft where it's, uh, there's a lot of movement in those first few picks yeah. so people can get who they want no matter where it is. But Someone's um, going to want Tua. I'm just – I think someone's going to oh, want yeah. Tua. I think by the point of the draft, you're going to hear that his hip is doing okay. Yeah. He's recovering well. And the moment that news comes out, I think – to me, I think it's the Dolphins. I don't know why. Like, Dolphins are, like, in my head that they're going to do it. But, like, even though I love Fitzmagic. But anyways – like I just think that someone is gonna trade high for him, and if you're sitting there at number three for the Lions, oh my gosh! Like I think someone's gonna give up a lot of picks for that third spot to yeah. get to him. No, I even think if you're it's right. just to move up a couple spots. Yeah, so. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Know, we'll and see. there's, there's, I mean, the combine. There's, there's a lot to happen until oh, then, yeah. but it's still interesting to talk about. It's just find a way to get in that two spot if you can, which is just find a way to lose. Just. And I'm so thankful that the Packers have something to play for. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it's like to seal the division mm-hmm. or for a number one overall seed, they could still get that or a, a buy of some sort. So mm-hmm. they're going to have a lot to play for, which which helps the Lions because, you know, you'd hate to see them luck into a win in that type of Jeez. game. And, and how important is Chase Young? Like, I feel like the Lions, too, like Chase Young to everyone, it, he's considered the best talent in the draft. And mm-hmm. I think by far, like, he is the best talent. But, like, it's a need for the Lions, too. It's not just like, when you usually get like a first round or like the first pick in the draft, and it's just like we need to pick him, but like we don't really have a need there. It's just he's the best talent. Mm. This is the best talent, and it's a it is need. a massive need because the defense has no pass rushers. Oh, yeah, absolutely nothing. And then it'll it'll help that defense a ton if yeah. they can get the right guy and just build build on what they already have, which isn't great. But when you get a franchise changing player, I mean that that changes a lot. Yeah, so. absolutely. So really the, the biggest news kind of came out last week, and, and in case you missed it, uh, the Ford family came out and decided that they are going to retain both head coach and co- head coach Matt Patricia and general manager Bob Quinn for the 2020 season. And I don't know if you guys listen to Sports Talk locally, but people were spitting angry. Irate. Like f- absolutely furious. And it, it, for, I get it. I do. I, I, I'll get into a little bit that a little bit more here shortly but it's like they were absolutely furious people coming up and say they don't deserve this they don't deserve that it's like wait this is only year three so just calm down a little bit um so we'll just kind of jump into kind of some things that we we heard so um martha ford firestone ford whatever they call her uh the owner uh she said we expect to be a playoff contender um those are our expectations which we've expressed to both bob quinn and to matt patricia perfect and people seemed annoyed by this. Like they're like, oh well, what's a playoff contender? Blah blah blah. Well, look, a playoff contender can be anything from a 10 win, 10 win team that misses the playoffs, or a eight and eight team. Really. Mm. So it's like division dependent. Yeah, people look at this and get pissed. Well, what is a playoff contender? Blah blah blah. And so, wait, they should make the playoffs. They should demand a playoff win, otherwise they lose their job. Wait a second. So you you're okay with a team going eleven? Let's say that. 
they, they catch fire and go 11-5, host a playoff game, but they lose it. Oh, well, they didn't win the playoff game. You, you expect the owner to come out and say something like that and put her feet to the fire so the second they lose, like then it's over with, mm-hmm. basically. Right, right. I, I, I understand the anger that people didn't want to see this regime come back. I, I, I really, truly do. But I love the fact that they're coming out and saying, these are our expectations. This is what we demand from you. This is what we want to see. This is what we believe in. Prove it to us, basically. Right, because at, at, at the same point, the same time, you can't really come out as the owner of a team and say, well, Matt, you've got an expectation of nine wins. Yeah. Of ten wins. Just like you were stating. It's it, You can't set this this public announced end all be all at all yeah and 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 of course everyone's striving for the same goal i mean it, that's common sense i mean do you think you think miami's shooting to just continually be bad no exactly uh, it's it's it, not the it's point contending and that's really the biggest difference in um in football it, it's thank you carrie um <laughs> everybody wants to contend and when you have when you're going into week sixteen and seventeen contending with a chance to make the playoffs, seal up a playoff spot, you know, contending those wild card, that's when your team has buzz. That's when you can really start selling your organization to your fans and to really the the nation in a lot of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jared. I mean, what do you think on so so Patricia is now nine twenty one and one in Detroit, which is the third worst record by percentage by any Lions coach since nineteen eighty. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah, it's, you hear that and it's, it's tough to hear because again, I'm not one of those people that I think you should fire someone one, two years in cause they did bad. You know, you have your certain players that fit your schemes and your game plan that I think it does take a year or two for adjusting. It's hard because the years before this, again, they were nine win teams. Yeah. Was it back to back nine win teams? I believe like, so. One, yeah, they, so one like, year they made the playoffs, one yeah, year they didn't. So, like, right. they were right there. And, like you said, they're contending. They're right there. I I always expect a little drop off. So, like, I think everybody could agree it was Caldwell, right? Yeah. Yep. Caldwell got fired. I think everybody was kind of happy with that. Like, they were nine win teams, but it didn't feel right. Like, it just it wasn't as good as they were hoping, I guess. But. I expect a drop off. Like I think what six wins last year. Mm. Okay, I get that. Like that's again, you're adjusting. You got to get a draft class, couple draft classes in. But to see more of a decline this year, and not just that, like it's bad. Like it's, I mean, it, they had some injuries, yeah. but I think you could go to every team. I mean, I'm, I'm a Vikings it. fan. I mean, Thielen's been out, and you know we've had Dalvin Cook out, and like I can always argue like injuries. But I think it's more than that. Like there are teams that have injuries that can have the next guy step in and do a good job. I think a lot of that is mm-hmm. coaching, and to see a decline. And like I said, it's not just like they went from six wins to five wins. It's three wins, and I mean they look terrible. Yeah, and, so and the key is they look terrible on the side of the ball that he's supposed to be. Ex Patricia, yeah. speaking for Patricia, should be the expert on, it. and right. you kind of hired him on to be that guy. To fix the defense, and it, it looks like he's making it worse than it's ever been. There's been a lot of turnover, um, but at the same time, like you're, you, he's the turnover are his guys, and it should look better than what it is. I think pass rush, like we mentioned earlier, is a massive key to that. Like you're not getting it anywhere. Yeah. Um, you spend a lot of money on it, and it's just not there. So, um, and he's a defensive guy. Like he he came in to help the defense. And yeah. You can't sit here and I, I guarantee who's your defense coordinator. I don't even know. Paul Pascaloni. Like I, 
I'm guessing he's going to be gone. He should be, <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's him. I don't. I think a lot of it, Patricia probably gave him. Here's my game plan for the defense. I want you to help coach this. Yeah. And I mean, I was looking at it, and their defense was 29th in yards for defense, last in passing de- defense, 21st against the run, 28th with the amount of sacks that they had, and they were dead last in interceptions. So it's, it's like, it's rough. Like so, I. I mean, as a Vikings fan, I love it because competition-wise, <laughs> yeah, I love it. But, like, at the same time, you're going to see a lot of changes. I think it's going to be one of those – we were talking about Michigan State with, like, D'Antonio, how he needs to make all these coaching changes. I think it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Wipe it out. Wipe everything out. Basically, that involves the defense other than Patricia and Quinn and them. Yep. But, like, this – obviously, this next year, I could see him – if it continues like this – gone by before the end of the year yeah yep I what makes me nervous is that there are players that have come out and said bad things about Patricia, that does make me a little nervous and it's like slay yep. i i personally i don't think slay is going to be on the lions next year yeah i think they trade him i think you need to trade him at this point you'll probably get a decent pick for him i don't think he's happy there anymore with that uh who was it that went to a different team? Diggs. yeah digs yeah. Diggs went to a different team yep who was it was he the one that Talked about Patricia and how uh, like no, he, that was uh, Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn. Yeah. So like that stuff is what's kind of scaring me. Like yeah. it doesn't sound like the players like him too much too. Which, but it's also the players big. that are kind of the odd men out. The kind of the the kind of players that they told it's our way or the highway, and basically there's the highway. So I I get what you're saying. You you hate hearing that. Trust me, I I hate when people are talking bad about it because I know that it can hurt free agency. It can hurt draft. It can hurt the players that are inside the locker room. But those are also the players that basically we're told to suck on the rocks yeah. basically and on their way out which we'll see if that how it turns this is out it's gonna be big quinn yeah. big top pick you know if you get the two or three pick i'm telling you if you pick a guy that doesn't do well it's oh boy it's not gonna be pretty yeah so. um so just some more quotes that came out of it uh firing patricia would have been the popular choice the popular decision and we knew that she ford hamp said who's uh the daughter who's probably gonna take over but 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 as I say, we're doing what is right for the organization. I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people question leadership and, and ownership in general. Um, but it's their team. Let them believe in what they want to believe in and stick to their guns. Not make decisions based on f- feedback from the fans. Because they're, right. f- fans are fanatics. They don't know what they want. They just right. know that they're angry and they're emotional. They're basically children. When it comes to their team, they don't know True. how to express their feelings. Yeah. They don't know yeah. anything. True. They just they know when they're not happy, and they yeah. let it let it be known. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was the it was a it was not the popular decision, and I heard it all week long. Um, but it, the thing that came to mind when I heard those quotes was you guys remember like in high school, the 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 quote on like every single classroom like it's what always like popular. Is not it's always not right. <laughs> what always right is not always popular. Yeah, like that yeah. just kept going in my head over and over again as I'm reading. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not popular. It's not the the thing to do. But um, you know, and, and like I said, I can't sell people on Patricia or Quinn. Um, I get the questions and concerns, but what I'm excited about is, is for the first time, really since I can remember, this team and this organization is all in. Yeah, and they've they set are. the expectations, yeah. and there's no question that this regime's back is against the wall. And I want to know what they're going to do with it. How are they going to respond to that? Um, th- they're going to go into free agency knowing that it's win now. Mm-hmm. They're going to go into the draft knowing that it's win now. They're not looking at three years from now. They're not looking at the future. They're not looking for the next quarterback. They're looking to win now. 
with what they have and adding the right pieces. That gets me excited. They're going to be in the, hopefully at the trade deadline. Hey, we want to win now. We're ready to take that next step. And that is just True. something that I've never been. The Lions, they're going to be aggressive. And, and if this regime wants to stay employed, not only for the Lions, but in the NFL, because, I mean, people come to the Lions to lose their career. Like, nobody yeah, <laughs> becomes a head totally. coach again. So if they want to continue working in the NFL, they, they have to figure it out now, and they have to do it, you know, the right way. Mm-hmm. It's not about five years from now. It's about putting a, a winning product on the field. And that gets me excited because that type of pressure has never been on – a coaching staff. There's always been question mark. Well, it's going to be this guy's fault. It's going to be. Th- there's always been scapegoats. There's always been. Are they building for the future? You know, we 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 all know. As fans, I know you guys aren't fans. So I'm kind of talking to the camera <laughs> here, but we know as fans, it is now. Yeah, and that has to be. gets me very excited because I I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I know that they're going to be aggressive. They have to be aggressive. They have to be. This it's is going to be a wild off season. It, I think they is. have some cap space too. They have a lot good. of cap space. So and. I still think that they they have decent young talent, and if you can complement them well with with money, mm-hmm. so be it. Overpay for a couple guys and defense, go all in. I'm serious. Just load up on defense. You have to. You I think their offense is good enough. You know, even their numbers this year, they're like middle to end of pack. But again, Stafford's been out when he's been in. It's they're a better team. I think their offense is pretty scary. And even if they can maybe draft like a later round weapon too, you know, to complement. Galladay and even and Marvin Jones. Marvin yep. Jones, yeah, Marvin Jones will be going into his oh. last year. Oh, oh, here we go. So oh, it begins. Was Vikings just got a touchdown. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I agree. It's like I heard, I heard, you know, going high on a, on a wide receiver wouldn't be the worst thing ever. But that's no. more of a future yeah. thing too. You're, you're I think the Lions are deep. scarred from doing that wide yeah. receiver thing. In the and there, first there's going to be some decent wide receivers out there. I mean, you could go after AJ Green if you wanted to. I mean, you you insert him into this offense. That's that's a missing piece. Yeah. You could have an AJ Green, a Robbie Anderson yeah. from the True. Jets. There, there's going there's to be, be players out there nope. that, that you can compliment. Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> he could be back. He could be <laughs> you back. You never know. You never know. But, but I did hear one thing too with like you know how everybody's been saying like all right, Ford family needs to you know just drop all ownership of the Lions. They're done. We want her gone. Yeah. Like I did hear a pretty interesting thing that if that was to happen, which it's not ever going to happen, I feel. Um, you might see the Lions leave Detroit. Oh yeah, I said that last episode. Was that so you that, that said it? Maybe, like, it maybe it was you. I don't know. <laughs> but that's scary because I, I think I was listening to uh, Big Drew and Jim. Big Drew and Jim. Maybe yeah. that's where I listened to it too. Yeah, but that is scary. Like that's something like yeah. you got to think about that. Yeah, the ownership sucks. They're bringing up the Amazon guy, whatever his but, name is. Jeff oh yeah, Bezos. yeah. Because there was all those rumors. And was, so you got to watch crack, out with that stuff. Yeah, man. exactly. And I said the oh. same thing. So yeah. Sell the team, blah, blah, blah. Crazy. Well, this is the one thing that's keeping this team in Detroit is the Ford mm-hmm. family, is what I said. And the second they're not there, unless you sell it to the right right guys. Um, DeVos is they're gonna Grand be Rapids. Just as, I'm telling you, DeVos quick. could take over and bring it to Grand Rapids. Oh, yeah, the Grand Rapids Lions. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I might become a fan. <laughs> Six to midnight here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one thing, one thing with the, with the um, regime, I, I don't think that Quinn and Patricia are doing such a bad job that – Waiting a year, they're going to ruin this rebuild. Like you can blow this thing up at the end of next year, and you're still in the same spot. It's not like you're setting this organization back with the with one year that you're going to give these guys. So, mm-hmm. um, if it doesn't work out, I don't think you're you're going to be in the same spot that you are now this time next year. If this if it doesn't work out, and if it works out, then you have your coach and GM continuing to build yeah. the way that they want to build. So, say, um, say Matt 
and um, uh, Quinn. Quinn, say say they don't get it done next year. Do you see the Ford family kind of splitting them up or letting them both go? They're attached to the hip. I feel like. I mean, I they, think this the is going to be an all around. The second that Quinn hired Patricia, they both got matching five year deals. Right. And that's basically saying this is my guy. Um, right. But, I mean, in the end, from an outsider perspective, I mean, if Matt Patricia doesn't get it done, I would vie for keeping Bob Quinn. Because I think he's done a very good job so far as far as acquiring the personnel that he thought was necessary along with what Patricia thought was necessary. Yeah, I, I think they're attached to the hip. I don't – I. I mean, I see holes in, in what Quinn has brought, um, but I also, I mean, he has done some good things as well. So it's just kind of, I think they're they're attached to each other in this point. Um, I mean, this I think this is year five of Quinn already. So um, he's been here a lot longer than Patricia. I think it was two years that he was here before Patricia. So um, really, he should have a shorter leash at this point. But um, the second, I mean, the second a GM hires their, their, their second coach, really, once they fire their first, that's when their clock starts. I'm, that's just kind of the way the nature of, of professional sports goes. Um, that's a good point. I don't see, I don't see, I don't see one or the other. I see both, both coming in or both gone. Basically, that's kind of the way it has to go um, with where this this organization's at. So. All right, so we're going to jump into our Christmas topics for yeah. the day. Uh, just a little fun there. Well, at least we had fun with it. I don't know if you guys enjoyed that or not. But, um, you know, so what I want to start with is just kind of some Christmas traditions that we may or may not have um, just with our families. I know we're, we've got some growing families over here. Jarrett, no kids yet. we got, got a dog, dog, all right? I'm so, a dog dad. Dog dad, if that's a thing. Good old Mabel. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we all have our families. We all live pretty close to them, so we can kind of stay busy on that. Jared, do you guys have any like Christmas traditions that are maybe unique, maybe not? Just stuff that you guys do every year. Uh, and- very uh, kind of like basic stuff. So like things that I always remember as a kid was. So first thing, I was always the first one up. Like I, I was always the most excited for Christmas, <laughs> and I feel like as time went on. I woke up earlier and earlier and earlier, and my parents hated it. <laughs> and I'll never forget one time when I, would, I had a bunk bed, and I was top bunk, and I had a stopwatch, and I taped it to the wall by me up on the top bunk, and I set my alarm for like 5 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> and I woke up the next day at like 7.30 in the morning so mad because it was gone, and my parents took it off <laughs> no, the wall. Well, Santa took it off. <laughs> yeah. I bet your mom was he so pissed. Make it. <laughs> my mom made it so much. So. That was always fun. But then my dad lives like an hour away, like in a little cabin in the middle of the woods. And we would always do Christmas at home, got some sticky buns, watch Disney Christmas Parade because I'm a huge Disney guy. But then we'd always go to my dad's, like my brother and I, and it was always like dead quiet. You don't get service. And literally you would just like shoot guns in the woods and go walk the woods. And it's just like dead quiet. And I always love going up there. But Kyle would like that. That's cool. That was it. Yeah. I mean, my dad owns like... I swear, like 50 to 60 guns, but nice. we would just Attaboy. go shoot. So, yeah, it was fun. It was That's a good cool. time. So that was my Christmas. So Nice. Micah, what about you? Do you, do you guys have any traditions Some like when you were a kid, something that you started with your kids? Uh, so the Smith family Christmases have been changing over the last couple of years because Grandpa passed, so we're slowly changing. But 
you know, we're starting to get into this groove with the kids now that they're older of actually waking up on Christmas morning, spending a couple hours with them opening their gifts. And I mean, not nothing out of the ordinary, I would yeah. say. But what what I really do enjoy is just being around other family I haven't seen. So, you know, on Christmas Eve, I think you probably got something similar. We go out to Coopersville yep. and spend some time with uh, Uncle Chris and Aunt Lorraine and Grandpa and Grandma. That's yeah. that's always a fun time. And I think this year is actually the first year that I'm not going to see my extended Smith family. So like, it's kind of sad, but, you know, more time with immediate family and your guys' family. So Yeah, it'll be good. Um, we, we don't have too many, like, traditions yet that stand out. It's kind of hard with, with the young kids that we have. Um, we're starting to kind of find our groove, but um, we don't do the whole Santa thing. I don't know. Um, I didn't grow up on it. Andrea did, but it's just kind of a decision that we made um, pretty young in our relationship, Andrea and I, that uh, we're just, we just weren't going to do it. I mean, we have a 5-year-old, 3-year-old, and 1-and-a-half-year-old, and it's just something that we, I don't know, decided that we weren't going to do for whatever reason. Um, so Christmas Day is just kind of like, we, we make our rounds like like any other family. We we wake up. So we go to Aunt Lorraine and Uncle Chris, like you were talking about, um, on Christmas Eve, have some fun there. Um, wake up Christmas morning, kind of spend time to ourselves, go to Grandma Waldhart's, it's my dad's side, um, for Christmas brunch. And then mm-hmm. we end at my parents' yep. house, kind of get the kids down there, play some games after we open presents and stuff. So it's kind yep. of fun. Mom makes a nice dinner. Um, first, I think this is the first time... Uh, my mother-in-law, she kind of moved Christmas to the 27th this this year, so we're not kind of we don't have to fit that in oh, that's on good. top of Grandma Walder. So it's it's gonna I think feel a little bit um, less hectic. You get some more yeah. quality time with the in-laws then. Exactly. So I mean that that'll help a ton, kind of keep the the chaos down. I mean, depending on how how well the young young kids do, it's really kind of all that it comes down. It's like, Which is hitting you're us just every waiting, year. You're just waiting for <laughs> the crap to hit the fan in a lot of ways. You're just, <laughs> You're on eggshells <laughs> until they're in bed, so um, it's it's just the way it goes. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, some that stood out, some that stood out to me when I was young. Um, we used to go to my grandma and grandpa Vanderjack's house, lived out in Nunica. They have a, a good piece of property there. But me and uh, my cousin Scott, we'd always have a seven game mini stick series, like in their basement. We Very had a nice. good time with that. Um, that was something fun. we always did. Um, and we always in their basement, and then uh, we always would go on a walk. Christmas Eve walk around the, their property, which was fun. Christmas yeah, caroling? Good. What's that? Did you go Christmas caroling? Not there, no. <laughs> <laughs> to themselves. You've got some beautiful beautiful pipes. Man. Yeah, my dad those. would do that all of us. For, he, he sings the whole time. So. <laughs> um, but that was always something fun that we did. And then on, on the other side, um, we would spend Christmas evening at, at my grandma and grandpa Waldhart's, and Ryan was there. Obviously, you guys know Ryan. Um so we kind of always piggied back that night into a sleepover with oh, yeah. me, him, and Trav. It was kind of like one year it's at my house, the next year it's at theirs, and nice. we always kind of turned turned into that event into a nice little sleepover and got to play with each other's toys and video <laughs> games and stuff like that. So uh, that was always fun. But now really the, the, the only tradition that kind of stands out to me is the one that uh, Andrea started. She makes a, a birthday cake for Jesus every year. Um, oh, that's cool. for that's awesome. for the kids, you know, your kids are there to sing "Happy Birthday to Jesus." The kids kinda love it. Keep it in perspective of what Christmas is all about. So that's just kind of the tradition that we've we've gathered so far. It'll yep. be interesting to see how how things change if we end up wanting to do a real tree someday or whatever the the whole thing is. But that's crossed uh, my mind. Yeah, I, 
I'm not to. in the. I'm not going to take the kids out of the house yet for something that I don't want to do to begin <laughs> with. So that was a top tradition for us. Yeah. Like the day after Thanksgiving, so like Black Friday, everybody would go shopping and we would always go get our Christmas tree. And like I always remember that because it was like our cousins, you know, like aunt, uncle, all them. My grandma would, grandpa would come. Yeah. We'd go cut Christmas trees at the farm. Yeah. It was cool. That's, we, awesome. that's how we grew up too. Yeah. We would always do that. And I love that. My dad's allergic to pine and he still always wanted to reel one in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like crying by the end of it from like cutting down the bushes or whatever. It's just so fun. Just by chance, do you remember what kind of tree family you were? Like I what don't. type? We tried a couple. And so there was one year where it was the worst tree because it just like shed more than anything. Like the needles on the ground were so bad. But I don't remember. No. Douglas, Douglas fir. fir. Douglas fir. I didn't know there were multiple kinds. Douglas fir, yeah. blue spruce. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. I heard that one. Yeah. Even though I it's green. Probably the only two. You know? True nature, man. <laughs> oh, real quick on Christmas. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve of Christmas, and I notice it more and more these days, and because I, I get asked, you know, some people ask, like, what's on your Christmas list or whatever? Yeah. And, like, you, you know, when we do, like, gift exchanges, don't be the guy that just gets a gift card because that is lazy. <laughs> and even when people ask me, I know I need a gift card more than anything, but I want to see what you think of me as a person of what I, my gift, like what you think I would be happy with. Like get me something funny, something ridiculously like that I don't need. I don't care. I'd rather have that over a dang gift card because that thing. is lazy. You got to heckle the gift card guy, and then the second he gets you something, just throw him under the bus like that's the worst Dude, gift ever. Dude, what the ever. heck, man? I wanted a Starbucks <laughs> gift card. <Yeah. laughs> next time next time you get a gift card, like you should buy coffee for him next year and just bring him $25 worth of coffees for his Christmas gift. Just, like, <laughs> just all coffees. coffees. <laughs> Genius. That'd be so good. I love that. That'd be good. So, so go. we'll move on to kind of just our, our favorite Christmas movies. Obviously, what is it? The the it's not the Disney Channel that does the twenty five days of Christmas. It's the oh yeah, well Freeform, Freeform. now Freeform is now. that still a ABC Disney Family Freeform? Yeah. Oh yep. okay. So yeah, they do the twenty five days of Christmas. I've watched zero of those so far, but same here. Um, good job. I always, I don't know about you guys, but this like this Christmas just seems to be sneaking up on me. Like I haven't done anything. That's it's flying. Yeah. Work, I'm, work I'm not busy. prepared. I'm not in the spirit. I'm hoping that this episode gets me into the spirit because I got, <laughs> I mean, it starts tomorrow pretty much for Christmas Eve. So, um, Is there a Christmas movie that you have to watch every Christmas or every year for, for to celebrate Christmas, Micah? Uh, for the longest time, it was Jim Carrey's The Grinch Stole Christmas. I remember you loving that one uh, as a kid. It, it's It's so funny. It's just, it's so Jim Carrey. It still sticks to the whole Grinch story. I loved that movie growing up. It just made me laugh every single Christmas season. Yeah, I'm, my brother and I were on the couch watching it, just just giggling. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, nowadays that we have kids, you know, there's been a lot of good movies that have come out since we've been kids, and The Polar Express is definitely one that the kids really, really love. I, I like it too because they like it. And I think it's like one of those special type movies. I think the animation's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching it with the kids. But Home Alone is absolutely hysterical. It's a great movie. Three or four. <laughs> oh, how dare you? One and two. Come on. No, but, it, you know, for how far-fetched it is, it, it is still absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I, I just, Harry and Marv, you know, they're, they're the sticky bandits. 
and they're they're trying to catch this poor kid who was <laughs> left home alone, and they just get absolutely beat up. It's just too funny. It is a really funny movie. I, I do like that one now that the yeah. kids are around. Um, Micah or Jarrett, is there? You're, I, you're our Disney. I am. I so there aren't too many like Disney Christmas movies. You got like what is it? Uh, you have like Muppets Christmas Carol. You've got like I remember the old uh, was like Scrooge. Like when he went through, what's the story with like the three spirits of the? Oh, it's oh, a Christmas story. Or is it isn't something? It a Christmas story and then Maybe, or a Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. So it was, I, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yes. Disagree with me. <laughs> Find out. But anyways, like they have those. But like Home Alone one and two is, I think, the same thing. It's my favorite. I it, that might be the most quotable movie for me. Where like. I could almost recite the entire movie. It's just unreal. And, like, the characters are all funny in it. I love that. Um, Old School Rudolph is another oh, one. Yeah. I just I love that movie. That's a good one. Um, like, the Abominable Snowman cracks me up. Yep. I think he's one of the funniest <laughs> characters ever. And Yukon Cornelius is just the best. He's <laughs> nothing. I don't know anything about this I, one. You don't, have, you ever never, have you never seen that? I thought I have, but none of it rings a bell. The big white abominable snowman that this. I feel like I can picture him. They, they kind of move robotic like oh, because it's such what? old animation. Let's throw it on after this. We yeah, we watch. Should, it's yeah, good. We don't have a Let's throw the Packers Vikings game off and watch. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is a terrible game. Yeah, who wants these teams, anyways? It's a Lions podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then this is a one that I don't know why. This might even be a top is Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, yeah. I love, like, uh, the old one's good, but the new one, I. I love that story, and I just – that's a big one I'd for me. I'd have to watch that one again. I haven't watched that one since I was real young. Those are probably the three that, like, I have to watch. I just randomly was on Netflix yesterday, and I forget how good this movie is. Jingle All the Way. Oh, you I am so that? glad you brought that up. Like, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. It is a really funny movie. It is like, such an so underrated good. Christmas yeah. movie. So, like, that is needs to, like – I need to watch that every year. That's a good one. I've yeah. watched that one forever. That one was up. really good. And good old Krampus. You ever see Krampus? No. no. The, the evil one. snowman. It's like, so Krampus, get this, I learned about this back. But like, out in like, uh, um, like Asia, like Russia, Ukraine, whatever it okay. is, like up there, they always have like kind of like darker stories and stuff that they tell their kids. And Krampus is like, their Santa takes care of like the good kids and Krampus like haunts the bad kids. Oh my God. So like toys and stuff like become evil and it's like it's almost <laughs> like a debt like the death it's crazy but there's a krampus movie that's like more funny you'll see like some of the actors in it are like comedian people okay uh they should make it into a really really scary movie but check out krampus oh, it's really corny I but i like the idea of it it's kind of like cool like fun but i'm just yeah. kidding it's definitely not a top movie but i just <laughs> had to had to krampus. i need a krampus shout out so. yeah no that's good uh my <laughs> The one that I watched just the other day with the kids was Elf. That movie is absolutely hilarious. It's it's one of my favorite movies just because there's so many good one-liners. What's it, your favorite line in that one? I, I don't even know, but it's, it's smiling's my favorite or something like that. I love that for some reason. Wait, which one? <laughs> when he's like, I love smiling. Smiling's oh, my favorite smiling. or something something like that. Just something. He's so funny. Like he he makes. He does that character so well. Just, that movie's just so funny. I yeah. love when he stares into the Santa at the store and he goes, "You sit on a throne of lies." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one's so. Good. You smell like cheese and <laughs> something. I don't even remember this what. This guy, this guy was at the JW working, 
So I work at the JW Marriott out front and stuff, but there's a guy dressed up as Buddy the Elf <laughs> in like a full costume by himself. Keep in mind, this is like a 40-year-old guy, like dressed full head to toe, and he I think he was very, very intoxicated. But by himself, he came walking into the front, and we have the revolving doors, and he just started running. No he did the revolving door oh, thing, just going, <laughs> Was it the guy that was on Barstool Sports today? On their I don't Instagram? know. I'd have to look. I don't, I don't know. Did I, you get I, it I didn't video? see that. No, I, I wish I but would that's have, hilarious but that he, he also that. came into the Amway Grand, and he went into the bar where they were doing live music. He totally just stole the mic out of the guy's hand and just started singing Oh Christmas Tree with everyone. Oh, like, my he goodness. Just, and everybody joined in. Like, Seriously? I, yeah, it was, so but by himself. He was just bar hopping by oh, himself, yeah. buddy. <laughs> lives that's for hilarious. this moment. But anyway, that, that was random. No, that, but, that, there's so many good things. Then we like, what, It's funny. <laughs> I don't know when she's like, <laughs> I don't sing, and he goes, Yeah, you know, you can sing. It's just like talking, only louder. And he moves. It's just like so funny how. <laughs> then these these bathrooms are ginormous, or toilets are ginormous, or something. Like that. I don't know. It's just so many funny things. And I had Home Alone on on one, just a good classic. But then I always like the Santa Claus as well. Um, oh, Tim just, Allen. Yeah, I mean, it's just a classic. Growing up, loved it. I thought the girl, the elf, was so cute. Growing up, was, she was like my shaken, not stirred girl. Like that old man. That was like one of my first crushes. So, um, and then, <laughs> so did you guys? So this was just a couple years ago. I finally clicked what the Santa Claus like this. The play on words in the title. Did you guys ever catch that? So it's like it's oh, not the, the Santa Claus. Like it's claws. It's like about the claws in the like, contract. Did you ever realize yeah, that? I, no. I heard that, but I I guess I never, I still don't put two and two together, but you're right. It clicked it's just different. for me. I remember when it did a couple years ago. I was so pumped, it, and I was pretty young when it had, right? I don't know. Jared, two pretty and two old, is five. I should say. But, um, <laughs> so we just did our favorite movies. We'll just talk real quick about our least favorite movies, um, some that are kind of overrated or just ones that you hate. I mean, Christmas-related. Micah, do you have one? I'm almost afraid to say it. Uh-oh. You're allowed Uh-oh. to. Uh, Nobody's going to hurt you other than your wife. Yeah, she is going <laughs> to hurt me. She's going to It's a As wonderful life. The number one the Christmas number movie one, of all I, time. I mean, dominating every list on Google. <laughs> it's just, I have, I have no love for old movies. I just can't do them. Mm. Especially black and white. I don't care for them. I, I'm I sure the acting. I've never seen it. I'm sure the acting is wrong with you guys. It's I'm a sure great flick. Great and yada yada yada. I'm sure there's a great storyline, but I, I just I cannot get behind black and white movies. They are so mundane and boring. Okay, and that's I get it. Yeah, all right, I get it. Like mine, I we were going through a list of all these movies. I it's so hard for me to say I have a least favorite. Yeah, like I always think would think that I have like a couple that I'm like I hate this movie. I really don't have it. I just said a, the bad Santa or whatever it is. Oh, those bad movies Santa. are hilarious. It's stupid. That was dumb. I thought it was a dumb <laughs> I movie. I thought the first one was absolutely hilarious. Maybe. And then I said anything past. Was Santa Claus 2 the one with Jack Frost? That was the third one, I think. That sucked. They reached too far with the Santa Claus yeah. movies. Yeah, they did. But when and you're Home making Alone money, movies. Home Alone 3 and 4. I Like all the remakes. <laughs> way, But. I don't really have like a bad one that I just yeah. like watching. Like, I'm not watching it. See, I I went with just one that I think is a little overrated and overplayed was a Christmas story. Um, it's funny. It's it's decent, but I get so sick of it. 
You and say I almost, overplayed? It, oh, the whole 24-hour oh, yeah. marathon just, is... They need to get that over with. They, they realize that people don't want that, right? <laughs> like, much. Every time you go into the room, it's at the same spot anyways as you right. <laughs> as you last time you got to watch it. He's got that his is, bunny suit on. Why does it yeah, always right? seem like that? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's always the exact same spot. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. However, movie. there is one funny part. Because when they burn the turkey at the end and they go to the... Oh yeah, the, uh, the the Asian restaurant. They 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 are serving duck to the family, and it's still got the head, the beak, everything. And, and the dad's dying. like, um, the 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 head, it's still on, and they just take this huge butcher knife <laughs> right in front of the family and just whack. She, the mom just like funny. screams like, ah! she screams. That's that to me is the funniest part. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's one I have to watch once, but you're right. I can't watch like three times. Yeah, no, it's, it's just it's just overplayed, and I think that's what, what bothers me the yeah. most. So. Yep. Um, so before we, we get into our picks, um, it's been a rough year for, for Michigan sports. Uh, definitely, we kind of went through that last week, um, looked ahead to 2020. But, I mean, we have a lot to wish for in the state of Michigan or just in sports, right? I mean, we all have our wishes. We all have yeah. our our wants and needs as sport fans. So what I wanted to do is kind of quick, I mean, if you could have one Christmas wish for your sports team, it doesn't have to be one of your Michigan teams. I know Jarrett might be a little hard to find that, but just a sports one, yeah. Christmas wish that you would like to ask for for Christmas this year, Jarrett. Do you have one? Well, I was going to go, I was kind of going to go with the whole Michigan sports thing, but I think overall, like the Pistons, like I'm just so over this whole like neutral thing where I just want, whether it's like, you know, just hype with like a Zion or just a top free agent that somehow we we managed to land. Are you saying just tank? It's I'm not saying tank because it could be a, a free agent. I wish if my Christmas wish is that there would be a free agent out there that's a top five talent <laughs> that would actually enjoy the city of Detroit <laughs> going there for a city. But yeah, it's not gonna happen anytime soon. But like, I would love that because I mean. Look at all the hype we had when like Blake Griffin came. Like and he's good, but he's not like a top 5 guy. So Yeah. Yep. I that's what I want because I'd like to see them relevant again cuz I think overall this this as a sport, the NBA has gotten very exciting. There's a lot of great teams that you get these power teams that are unbelievable and I actually do enjoy watching like two good teams face off. I want to be involved with that. Like yeah. I want the Pistons to be involved with that conversation. Sure, so that's sure. my Michigan sports one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vikings, just please win me a Super Bowl already. <laughs> I'm so over getting like disappointed. Like even right sorry, now, we only had one. Cut him off. Cut his I'm mic. sorry. But even right now, like <laughs> it's it's nice because I don't expect to win this game. Kirk Cousins never won Monday Night Football. Whatever. Like I don't expect to win it. I want to expect to win these <laughs> yeah, games. So sure. that's hard for me. But go ahead, Mike. What is your Christmas wish for the for your sports teams this year? It is super, super lofty, but that's the point of Christmas, right? Yeah. You can ask for anything you want. Yeah, I think people, a lot of girls ask for like unicorns and stuff. So <laughs> This is close to a unicorn. <laughs> I'm going to ask for a national title for Michigan football. And that, playoffs. Ask for playoffs first. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I want all of the marbles. I want all of them. I want a national championship. Obviously, the Big Ten comes first. You got to win that. But I want a national championship. I want to be in that that conversation of holy smokes, they are the real deal. 
Mm-hmm. I, I ju- that's all I want. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I feel like Tigers are so far away. The Red Wings right now are disastrous. Oh, so are the Tigers. Yeah. The Pistons are they're, always they're, there, but they're not. I don't know. <laughs> like, they're they're, they're so playoffs, stale. They're, 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 they're mundane. They're 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 boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I for me, yeah. I for for I look at the draft stuff here. I mean, I could go several different directions because it is tough being a, a Detroit sports fan right now. I mean, I I could say you know Lions number two number two overall pick that would. Be a nice Christmas wish on Sunday. I'd get that when the with the Redskins win. Um, I'd also like to see the Pistons make a freaking decision on which way they're going to go. Um, tank and win the lottery, get a high draft pick that changes. It. I would love for the Tigers to fire Alavila mm. and start spending money. I would love to see that. But I'm going to go with the Red Wings. They're they're kind of my my favorite thing. Of course. Um, just what I grew up loving. I want them to. The, my Christmas wish is they win the draft lottery and take this. Uh, you know, really, the, what people are saying is the best draft prospect since Connor McDavid with this Alex Lafreniere Ray guy. Um, it, it's just that they need a franchise player to, you know, ask, accelerate this rebuild, and that was winning the lottery. Yep, would do that. They're gonna have the best odds. It's only like an eighteen point five percent chance or something like that. It's very small. To get the first pick? Um, when you have the worst record, it's some, somewhere on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they do like the lottery system? Yeah, kinda? so we'll see. It's going it, to it. gonna be a stressful year, and then that draft, oh, my gosh, that's going to be such a is, stressful year. Now, lottery. this is me not knowing hockey, but is, I guess, like NHL stuff, but do you feel that NHL is a, is a sport like the NBA where one pick can change the outcome for the, like the next year, the two years from not now or really. whatever? Like NBA um, is obviously the most impactful. Where the high end talents was yes. important. Yeah, you it, it doesn't really changed. fit the way. But when you there are certain players that do. I mean, like you look at last year, um, people were loving. Uh, holy smokes! What's his, Quinn Hughes? Jack, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes was kind yep. of the big name, and he's playing in the NHL, but he's not doing a whole lot. Capocacco is number two. He's not doing anything spectacular. It's going to be a slow process. It's more of a. I mean. The excitement is so important mm-hmm. for organizations because they feed on that. Yep. As soon as you get that young guy that you're not paying money to, then you can spend, you know, top dollars on bringing in the right piece that makes your team that much better. Like when you can start getting production out of cheap guys that you're not paying, and you can start spending the money on the guys that you know just help in general. That's that's when you start getting excited. It's not necessarily about that one player, but it's the start of something new. To, to go off of a high school yeah. musical it, song. Dude, don't nice. Love those movies. <laughs> no, dude, I've watched them like 100 times the last year. Peyton loves them. Oh, my goodness. But with the Wings, I mean, the the past couple of years where we've actually had decent high draft picks, yeah. I mean, that that's what does help kickstart that new era, Yeah. And especially with a new GM who we love and Stevie Y. Yep. And and the nice part by getting uh, th- uh, the first overall pick this year is he's going to be right on in line with the guys that have been in the minors developing. The Zadina yep. uh, there's there's plenty more I can't think of right now, yep. but you're you're adding to now as well. Like to match where where we're at with these young guys that are ready to start making a name for themselves in the NHL as long as they have the ability to do it. He's not going to be two or three years from now like they were when they were drafted. Correct. It is now to match their, you know, their timeline, if you will. Yep, yep, exactly. So that, that's that's kind of what I would like to see is win 
win the freaking lottery. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So one more, and I oh, I have it? faith this is gonna happen. We kind of talked about it earlier. Grand Rapids sports team, like oh. a pro sports team. I want one at home. Listen, our city is growing and growing, and there are cities that have sports teams that are shrinking and like not doing well. I think Grand Rapids would be a team. And we have a very powerful family, like I said, like the, the DeVos awesome. family, the yeah. Van Andels. We have a very powerful family that has connections. They have the money. I think overall, per, like what my thought would be is it'd be like a major league soccer team. Yeah. I honestly think really? it'd be like MLS. I think maybe, I don't know what, like the white caps, like yeah, all that. Yeah, four major sports, which ones do you think would fit the best? <clears throat> I would think that's tough. I think overall, like arena, like Van Andel Arena, like for the um, Grand Rapids Griffins, mm-hmm. is the best venue we have. Yeah. But I think the Whitecaps are in a spot where you could renovate that and build it, and you it's not affecting like you're not downtown by any means. Yeah. So that you have the space to grow, you could take out AJs and all that stuff. Yeah. People that don't live in Grand Rapids have no idea what I'm talking about, but yep. still, like I think you could build that, and you could even change it from a non-baseball stadium to an MLS yeah. stadium. Yeah. Like I'm telling, but there's a big soccer following in Grand Rapids. Yep. And it'd be hard to get like an NFL team, you know, Yeah, and, and who it, knows with that. You look but. at the major four, like, and, and this is a fun little topic. We got, sorry, this is no, like no, sidetracked, like but this like, exactly that's what I, I've been thinking about. We're it sitting lately, really good on time. Um, I, I lean towards basketball being the one that would fit the best, mainly think? because it's, it's kind of fits the, the dynamic here in Grand Rapids a little bit, and you get you can get a lot from Muskegon, you can get a lot from like Zealand. Like True. It, it, there's a lot of smaller communities that would come and watch the games. We're kind and of in the middle. Like so, so you look at the Tigers. The Tigers' following is is it wouldn't really fit mm. elsewhere. You get a ton from Windsor for the Tigers and the Red Wings. Really, I mean, Red Wings would not succeed if it wasn't for a lot of the people coming over from from Canada to watch these games. True. Like that's where a lot of their following is. I don't think the NHL would work. I don't think NFL would work just because, I mean, I guess it probably could, but it's just, I, I don't think there's, uh, Grand Rapids is big enough quite yet for that mm-hmm. to, to fill a 70,000 state, right. you know, stadium. But no. um, I, I just think basketball, I think you could play at Van Andel. You could knock out the wall that has the scoreboard to make it a true arena type. You, you could, have true. to. Yeah. I, They're I, only I, at 10 and a half. And honestly, the Pistons. Oh. I don't know. The Pistons aren't getting a lot of. I could see. It. I mean, they were in Auburn in. Hills, and that wasn't doing very well. Nobody yeah. liked Auburn Hills being it. But but if no. you put a successful team, they will they will follow. Right. That's exactly what the Pistons you know feed off of is when they're good. That's when their following's good. Mm-hmm. So it's a booming economy. I yeah. mean, I really. I, and we have the really Grand Rapids cool. Drive here, so like yeah. you're. Right. I mean, Pistons wise, like we do have connections here. I know, like. I mean, Ben Wallace, my boy Ben Wallace yeah, has, like, a ton. He owns, like, a bar here. He owns the drive a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but like, you also mentioned the DeVos family. Yeah. Orlando mm-hmm. Magic. Right. That, that's who they True. own. I mean, would they just move Orlando and have two teams in, in the state of Michigan? That I could see that being a, a possibility as well. I don't know how Orlando's well the pretty Orlando's big. Orlando's is. big. I, but I, I look at because I, when I live down in Orlando, Tampa is, like, terrible. Like, the Rays. Okay. You look at the Rays. Their crowds, I mean, watch any game with the Rays. Their busiest games are, or the the most well attended games are games against the Red Sox, Yankees, and it's seventy five percent Red Sox, Yankees fans yeah. that are in the stadium. Otherwise, you go, and I'm telling you, they tarp off the whole very top. They they can't be making a lot of money. Yeah. It's in a terrible spot. It's in St. Petersburg. It's 
damn near impossible to get there and back like clean like you're waiting an hour to get across the bridge it's just a bad situation so like there are teams like that and i even look at like like buffalo like buffalo is a great city and like but like they're (laughs) it's not they're a great sports city but like when it comes to their city i don't see them growing by any means i think i've heard that it's it's not doing very well so like there are those cities that it's like, man, I, I really think with the family, like not many cities have the families that we have of DeVos and Van Andels and all them that like this could happen. Yeah. We've been saying it for years. Yeah. And, and it's, it seems, it's very it's, challenging it's, to have it happen. I, the way that I see it really fitting is not necessarily getting a big a top four like major team, but like upgrade what the, the white caps are. Like move like either build a new stadium or renovate that stadium and make their Tigers triple A team affiliate in Grand Rapids. Because yeah, the way that the, it works with the Griffins and Red Wings, that brings a lot of hype to the to the mm-hmm. organization. And I know they do good in Toledo. I'm not saying that Toledo doesn't but bring it in state. Make it like more homey, yeah. that more What is you know, Tigers triple A Toledo? Toledo Mudhens, yeah, yeah. But like in yeah, Ohio. Like <laughs> our city is it's Again, our population's growing every single year. There's things growing. So like yeah, yeah you're gonna get the attendance if you bring big bring big names, like you're gonna get very good attendance and a passionate I don't I MLS. I'm saying MLS. It, uh, I love going that to the MLS. That would be my guess games. would be an MLS fun, team. But, but yeah, for the four major I would say probably the one that works is, is uh basketball, in my opinion. But I could see it. Um Yeah. There you go. Sorry. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> So it's the time in the show that I ask to strike up the music here. Gotta turn it up. Yeah. So now that the music is going, I need to remind everyone to stop into the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for your game days, date nights, business lunches, or whatever your night brings you, a night out with friends. Make the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe part of your your little group of places to go. Um, it's always the right pick, even though always it's always the right pick, even though our picks aren't. So um, we didn't do picks last week, so we're just not really. It was our have, bye week. Have any? Yeah, it was our bye week. Exactly. We all deserve one of those. So uh, the standings are: Ryan has forty three points, Kyle is in second with thirty nine. And I'm in third at 36. Micah is bringing up three at 34, but in striking distance. So we will jump into it. Uh, today, Ryan is out. Obviously, I will read his picks first. And then, uh, Jarrett, you will be making Kyle's picks. I got you, Kyle. And then we will move on from there. So we'll start with some some Michigan action here. We got uh, in the Quick Lane Bowl, we got Pittsburgh against Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan is getting 11.5 points. Uh, Ryan took Pitt. Kyle, Jarrett. I like got? that pick. You like the uh, pick? I'm going Narduzzi. I like Narduzzi. I'm a big defense guy over offense, so uh, I think their defense is good enough. Eastern allows 202 rushing yards per game. Oh, jeez. I think Pitt's going to run all over them. Give me Pitt by 20. Yeah, I, I went with Pitt as well. They know how to play big boy football. Eastern Michigan doesn't. They might be good for, for what they, the conference they're in, whatever that one is. Mac, maybe? Uh, it doesn't like matter. Um, Pitt is is gonna figure it out. They're a much better team. They're gonna they're gonna win pretty easily. Um, Michael, where are you going with this one? Hands down, Pitt. More athleticism, better coached. They they've played you know better teams throughout the year. They they're they're 
they're they're ready to go. So we'll stay in state. Uh, we'll jump down to the pinstripe bowl. We got MSU uh, against Wake Forest. Um, three and a half points. Michigan Michigan State is a three and a half point underdog or favorite. I apologize. Um, Ryan is actually going Wake Forest with this one. Um, I think he's been right on Michigan State probably every week, <laughs> so I should probably agree with him. But we'll see. Um, Jarrett, who are you going with? I have. When I've talked to you guys before with Michigan State, I've always said take Michigan State plus whatever six when <laughs> they've gotten blown out. So, but with that being said, Wake's got a great offense. Michigan State's got a great defense. Wake's defense is absolutely atrocious, especially with passing. Lewerke has a big game. MSU by six. Cool. I'm taking MSU minus three and a half. Order. Yeah, I'm going to take MSU as well. I think, like Jarrett said, with the Wake Forest has a bad defense so michigan state i mean even with their bad offense they have looked good at times they're gonna look good they're gonna be ready to play this game and their defense is pretty sick still um as long as they all show up so i think msu is gonna get the job done Mike, where are you going with this one msu as well they got a lot to prove uh i, I think they want to prove a lot of the haters wrong i mean just v- very frank so yeah so we'll msu stay- yeah, so we'll stay in the Big Ten. Uh, we got you in the Holiday Bowl, USC against Iowa. Iowa is a two-point favorite. Um, Ryan is going USC. Jarrett, where are you going with this one? This is going to be close. This is going to be close. USC heavily, heavily a passing team. I think they average 335 yards a game in the air. Iowa on defense averages 184 yards against them in the air. Wow. I think being a defensive guy... I like Iowa. They win by four, so very close. All right, I'm taking Iowa. I said defense. And just a balance will we'll kind of limit a good USC offense and kind of, I'd say, good overrated, if you ask me. They're, they're not a very good team. Um, yeah, I think I think Iowa is going to win this game pretty easily, personally. So, uh, Mike, where are you going with this one? I'm going with Iowa as well, and I think their defense is going to be key. I think they'll put a damper on USC. Cool. So we'll move down to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Memphis against Penn State minus seven. Um, Ryan is going Penn State. Didn't give us a reason. Uh, Jarrett, who, who you got in this one? Um, I've got Penn State by ten. I think Memphis is going to pass all over Penn State. I think this could be kind of like one of those high-scoring games, but I think Penn State's going to shut down the Memphis run. Penn State by ten. Yeah, I think Penn State's going to win pretty easily as well. Memphis lost their coach. That's pretty tough to deal with. Um, I. I I didn't watch a Memphis game. I don't know much about them, to be honest. But I just think Penn State's going to find a way to win pretty easily. So, uh, Mike, what about you on this one? Yep, I second you on Penn State. Simply. Fourth us. You fourthed us. Because all (laughs) all of us. Did we all go Penn State? We all went Penn State on that one. All right, I like it. So we'll jump down to a semifinal. We got the Peach Bowl, Oklahoma against LSU, a a 13.5-point favorite in a Final Four. Seems pretty crazy, but uh, Ryan thinks LSU's going to do the job. Jarrett, what about you? Closer than the experts think. I like it. I think Oklahoma actually has a sneaky good defense than what we're used to seeing in the past with Oklahoma. It's going to be kind of an uh, I'd say in like the 20s or 30s for the uh, final score here, but I think LSU by seven. Seven? But I think good coaching too. Coach O, can't go against Coach O. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league right now. Well, SEC bias, so who knows. Yeah, Yeah, I think LSU is good. Go Tigers. They're, They're the better team. They're going to win. 13 and a half, just, it just seems like way too many. It's a lot. It's way a lot. too many. I mean, I, I think Oklahoma's a fraud, personally, and I don't think they're, they're, they're a very good team. But 13 and a half, just, I mean, how, I can't. Like, 13 and a half, I'm taking Oklahoma. 
How bad do you want Jalen though to just like and smack Oak Alabama in the face and like it would be win it all? Cool. Yeah. It would be funny, but it would be nice. So. I like it. He didn't win the Heisman, so that Darn. ended the what was it three straight years or something like that? Oklahoma, Oklahoma quarterbacks, <laughs> maybe two. I don't know. It doesn't matter. All right, so Michael, where are you on this one? I'm going with LSU, even though I had uh, <clears throat> Oklahoma in my uh, my college. <laughs> Pick'em game earlier <laughs> that I lost. That was the one that you had in the top twenty-five. Uh, yeah, yeah, the one. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I'm going to go with LSU simply because of Joe Burrow. I, I, I think he really is that good. Yeah, he's he, he's got good weapons around him. He's got a good sense of uh, pocket presence. He knows when to get rid of the ball. He's very very accurate. Yeah, their offense is, is really good, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard for them to contain, but I think Oklahoma's offense can keep up as well at the same time. So um, We'll jump down to the other semifinal. We got the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Clemson against Ohio State. Ohio State is actually a two-point underdog here. Um, Ryan took OSU. Jerry, I'm really curious where you're at uh, on this one. Yeah, I just, to me, it's it's scary to think that Clemson has been this, like, not mention this all year they're you know they kind of like snuck in even though they were undefeated they are very 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 talented i think these two teams are very similar i think it will be a very close game just kidding i don't i actually think clemson's gonna blow them out by 17 points whoa i honestly do i think it's gonna come down to coaching and Dabo is just i think this is where ohio state's gonna miss urban meyer and they have ryan day who's kind of new with this the pressure is going to be on. Give me Dabo, 17 points, Clemson. Wow. Hmm. Big time. All right. I, I took OSU. Um, I just I, – I I went back. and This is probably the toughest game for me to pick. I have no idea what to do. I don't know enough about Clemson. I think their schedule is very easy. But they still have a lot of high-end talent that can play against anybody, so I'm sure that they're, they're going to be solid. But, I mean, I, I just feel like I'm going to take OSU because, I mean, OSU getting points seems like an obvious choice in my head. So that's what I that's what I rolled with. Micah, did you, did you take the, the Buckeyes? Nope. Nope, Clemson. I'm going hey. Clemson Tigers. Clemson Tigers, I'm, I'm going to go with that because of of coaching, uh, even though it's – it was a really tough pick because of their body of work. Uh, it's it's hard to say what they're going to do, but like you said, they still have a lot of talent. Dabo still knows how to coach, and honestly, I, I think they're ready to show people. I mean, just show up, show out. I yeah. mean, they're they're so sick and tired of hearing the the, the crap week in week out. For so sure. perfect timing to cut the music. So that. hey, those are the the Hops Brewing Company Cafe picks of the week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where we all end up after this one um it's a it's a tight race we're gonna have some fun down the stretch especially once we get into some playoff matchups here in the nfl uh and we got some more bowl games to pick so it'll be good we'll, we'll continue to, to get this thing rolling before we get out of here to kind of jump into our our christmas week Jarrett, do you want to do a quick uh beer grade for us remind everybody what you're drinking and <laughs> and uh give it a nice little zero out of ten grade there yeah, so once again, I was drinking Saugatuck Brewing Company Oval Beach Blonde Ale. Uh, this is definitely me. I like kind of like the blondes, the lighter beers. I'm not a huge stout guy, heavy beer guy. Um, this was really good. This is a beer that it's not one of those like I, I can only have one and it's kind of like it's too sweet or it's too heavy. And I could definitely drink quite a bit of these. I think it's 5%. 
Uh, so not like terrible, but um, I give it a seven four, which is a pretty reasonable score for me. I think the last one I did was a six nine, but seven uh, <laughs> four, good beer. I would definitely have more of these. Top of the line, more in the summertime, warm weather, but cool, great. Yeah, Micah, remind everybody what you're drinking, where it came from. Yep, and give it a nice little grade. I'm drinking the CBS from Founders, and I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Christian. He actually supplied this beer to me. Uh, thank you very much. It's it's a great beer, especially coming from Founders. Um, this is an 11.3 percenter. Hey, it's, it's good. It'll make you feel good real quick. Um, it it's not as good as their KBS, and I really like their KBS. I'm gonna go with a seven nine on this one. Nice, nice. Okay. I am drinking from Royal Oak Roke Brewing Company in Royal Oak, Michigan. Um, what did I call it? Little Saint Nick. It's a cranberry ghost. It's a little too tart for me. I mean, it's a very good beer, just not my style of beer. One and done. Yeah, one and done. I mean, it's it's a nice change of pace. But it's just not my kind of go-to. So I'm going to go with a nice 6-8 uh, on this one. Um, good. I would drink it again. Just I would never buy it, in my yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm going to go with. So um, before we get out of here, I do want to wish everybody a, a, a Merry Christmas. And just we're going to have... We're going to do this again next week. We're going to have a really fun episode next week where we're going to talk about, you know, the best uh, best things per year of the decade and kind of jump into that. Decade um, breakdown. Break down the last year, break down the decade, and just have some fun with that. So we will talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. Love y'all. I'm so